0: Uh, Hey, hey, uh, this is Table Chat, and I'm uh, Matt, and I'm joined by Brent Croxton.
1: Hey, Brent. Hey, hey. Hey, Matt. Good to see you. Good to see you.
0: We're doing these little uh, table chats to introduce people to the candidates for Vestry as we lead up to our all-church meeting here in a couple weeks, and Brent was kind enough to take uh, a break from his very taxing, very important job to... (laughs) <laughs> to chat with us uh, this afternoon Brent uh, maybe by way of um, maybe by way of introduction for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about the uh, what, it's, what it's like being the son of the snow queen
1: <laughs> Oh man so uh, yeah what Matt's referring to is my mom was miss South Dakota in 1962. Uh, she that I means she was in the Miss America pageant. Um, for those of you who have any sense of that, it was uh, Bert Parks, you know, was was the guy, and uh, Annette oh, Funicello wow. from the Three Musketeers, or the I guess just the Musketeers, not, not the Three Musketeers. Uh, she would show up on occasion, and um, so yeah, yeah. My mom went through all that. You know, South Dakota is a, a farm state, and uh, so she started out as the, the South South Dakota Snow Queen dude yeah that is so incredible yeah.
0: have you ever seen the have you ever seen the the production of that Miss America pageant the tv uh, televised version of it
1: i have yeah when i was growing oh, up wow. so, well i mean i haven't so i haven't uh, i mean i don't really know the inner workings but okay All um, right. you know, back in the day in the 70s and the 80s it was a little bit more of a thing you know Especially it was a big deal because my mom, you know, was she knew all about it, you know.
0: So yeah. So so it was like a deal as a deal in your house, and like she would she cared about it and stuff.
1: You know, she was pretty uh, pretty like deflecting about it. She wasn't really, you know, yeah, um, super into it. But Yeah. okay. But you know, yeah.
0: Well, we've probably exhausted enough about your mom being Miss South Dakota in 1962, yeah, yeah. especially because you, this you table it, chat is. <laughs> is to get to know you a little better. Brent, tell us um, tell us uh, when you started coming to the table. How long has it been now?
1: Yeah, so I came, I think I started coming around in 2018. It was probably in the fall. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. And uh, maybe your background a little bit. Where did you... Like you, I know you were, you've spent a lot of time in here in the uh, Indianapolis area, so give us a little background, backstory to uh, your life.
1: Yeah, so we as, a, we, as a family, we moved to Carmel in 1976, so grew up pretty much uh, on the north side, um, went to Taylor University, uh, had a great experience there. Um, <clears throat> Post-Taylor, uh, kind of was all over. I lived in Chicago, L.A., Seattle, yeah. Uh, rural Iowa for a while. Uh, yeah, all that was graduate school and a couple different jobs. And I um, uh, came back in, I guess, 299. was a young adults pastor at Grace Church for about five years. And from there, I from there went to Seattle and did a, um, a second master's degree in counseling uh, out at the Seattle School, which is uh, it's called the Seattle School for Theology and Psychology. Um, Studied with a guy named Dan Allender out there, which was really great. And then I came back <clears throat> and um, did a counseling internship, but kind of got sucked into uh, sales and business uh, as an effort to kind of pay off all the crazy graduate <laughs> school I've done. So, right. so yeah, I've, I've been back. I've been back in the area since uh, 2007. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: great. So yep. you got a counseling degree, you've been a, you've been a pastor at a church, and you're in sales and business. Tell us, what do you spend most of your time doing? What does that look like?
1: Yeah, so uh, currently I'm with a company called the N2 Company. It's the letter N, the number two, and stands for Neighborhood Networks uh, Publishing. And so we do uh, neighborhood magazines for like the large affluent neighborhoods around Indy. And so for each one of those communities, <clears throat> they have their own uh, magazine about their families, their kids, uh, neighborhood events, hmm. pets, homes, yards, passions, interests. Um, the goal is to help neighbors connect and get to know each other. and And then uh, we also do social events, wine tastings, block parties, restaurant reviews. Um, so really, my my clients are the neighbors, and then also the business owners that want to reach those that target audience. So um, you know, we try to help we try to add value to the neighborhoods by helping neighbors connect and get to know each other. Yeah. And then we, um, we help business owners, uh, connect with that, uh, clientele. So, so if you're, if you're a landscaper and you're, you know, if you get four or five jobs in one of these neighborhoods, it's, uh, it goes well for you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Lots of land to scape is what you're saying.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a tent, you know, tent making, um, thing for me that hopefully will allow me to, to get back to things that feel more uh, meaningful and aligned with, you know, sense of purpose and that sort of yeah. thing.
0: Yeah. So this is to pay off school debt, save up for other things. And then you want to maybe move into counseling or somewhere else?
1: Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I've got a real interest in, in counseling uh, and or coaching, um, I I tend to have a lot of interests, so it can kind of take me a lot of different paths, but (laughs) yes. Um, so, but yeah, I think something in that realm is, um, uh, is kind of where I'm headed. Yeah. I -hmm. really, I mean, I think, um, you know, I, I like to intersect with people, uh, in the deeper places and, uh, like to help them sort of navigate next steps and, um, listen and, um, help them kind of figure out the path of flourishing for them. Yeah. You know, so
0: yeah. Yeah. That's been my experience of you, Brent. Mm. I can confirm that you not only like that, but you're good at it. Mm. You're a good listener. Um, Thank you, brother. Yeah. What are some of your, uh, what do you spend your time doing when you're not uh, helping people from really wealthy neighborhoods connect to <laughs> landscapers?
1: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You know, I used, I used to be a residence hall director at a couple of different colleges and we would, um, you know, there were one was like, you know, there are 300 male students and, you know, there's a lot to that, but we would, we, there are lots of events that we put on and programs and stuff. I kind of feel like I'm a, I'm now just a residence hall director for rich people, <laughs> 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 which, you know, I've, I've got mixed feelings yeah. about that, but you know, sure. yeah, it pays sure. the bills. Um, so I'm looking forward to the class on Mammoth, you know, Let, let's get into it. Um, dude, am too. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, I, uh, what do I do? What was the question? What do I do in my spare time? Yeah, are, yeah.
0: Like what do um, you do when you're not, you know, a residence hall director for rich people?
1: As you put it. Yeah. I I've got a lot of good friends in the area. I love to get time with them. Um, and typically that means, uh, dinner and then hanging out, talking, um, I tend to really, you know, value kind of soulful, spirited conversations that last a while. And, um, I can always, so, I'm, yeah, as many, probably many know Dave and Beth Borum, I can always tell when I'm wearing out my welcome when Beth starts to yawn, you know, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I think that you time know. for them is maybe nine 30, you know? Yeah. So around that time, there's kind of like a clock that hits and uh, there's some yawns and but, um, yeah, we, I have some dear friends and I love to hang out with them. Um, uh, I'm a huge music and theater and the arts fan, So taking a lot of shows and, um, hmm. like to work out, like to ride my bike downtown, especially.
0: So, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you know, we, uh, chat with Mary Ellen, uh, on the first table sort of vestry candidate podcast thing and, um. She also talked about how the Borums were her connection to our church. Or they've come mm. up twice now in these chats, mm. which is uh, maybe speaks to their social reach and how much people appreciate them. Yeah. Um, well, you were approached to be on the vestry, Brent, and you said yes. Why? Why? Mm. <laughs> what was it about? Um, maybe moving into a more um organized leadership. Place among us. What what about that appealed to you?
1: Um, you know, I, I think I feel um, just really um, grateful to be at a church like the Table. Um, initially, I think what drew me was uh, the podcast. You know, quite honestly, I I felt like you guys were hosting a conversation with folks that I wanted to listen to, and you know, really resonated yeah. with and. I appreciated the, um, you know, both kind of taking seriously the the questions of our time and kind of the, the deconstructive um, mood, you know, of, of our time, but also kind of a, a foot also in kind of the the big river of the Christian tradition, and yeah, and both those things. And I, you know, it seems like a lot of it's tempting to kind of throw the baby out altogether, you know, in our time. And I feel like you guys are honoring the questions, but also um, really uh, helping us to see resources in the tradition as well. So, yeah, I think as far as um, serving at the table, I've also just been really taken with um, the people there. And I feel like it is a group of folks that are, in many ways, just thirsty for being what the church is kind of meant to be, you know? And, um, I, um, I'm increasingly aware that, you know, the work or the, the path of following Jesus is something we do together. And, um, you know, I think as individuals, it can feel kind of daunting or kind of big or, um, or impossible, but, uh, I think the encouragement there is we get to do this together. We get to do this with yeah. others and, um, it becomes more doable in that sense, you know. Yes. So, um, so yeah, I, I feel drawn to um, be helpful in that way and um, be part of things. And uh, I, I would yeah, I think it's an honor to and um, grateful to have the opportunity.
0: So. Great. Well, Brent, I as I think about you know one of the one of the tasks of um, leading a community. Is learning how to lead uh, non-coercively, learning how to lead in a way that is invitational and winsome, without being, um, uh, you know, a, a misuse of power, you know, violating p- people's um, sense of agency or a, or a sense of um, who they are in order to accomplish something you want, you know. Mm. And I think, I think um, as I've gotten to know you over the last, gosh, it's four years. Uh, three and a half years, um, I just sense a deep appreciation that you have for that. Um, mm-hmm. A deep appreciation, not only for your own um, presence and comfortability with people, but also, you know, you mentioned earlier just your passion to listen to people. Um, and that's really what we are hoping for in the leadership at our church, is that we are, we're not people that get others to listen to us. We're not people who are super confident in all our decisions, but we are people who listen well mm. and want the flourishing of other people, and so we listen on behalf of their flourishing. Mm. And um, just the things you've said here are confirmation that um, I think you're in a good place, man.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Brent. Well, thanks for joining us on this quick table chat. I mean, I think we went, you know, we started off back in the sixties, South Mm -hmm. Dakota, but we really did we really did find a way to make this relevant to the people listening. Mm. So we did
1: it. (laughs) Right on. I think so. (laughs) Well done. Well done, man. All right. Great, great. We'll we'll chat later. All right. Sounds good. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Brent. Thanks, Matt.